Welcome to The Empowered Creative, a podcast designed for creatives who are ready to take their happiness into their own hands. I'm your host, Christina, and my mission is to give you practical, empowering, and easy-to-follow mindset tools to help you slay insecurities, grow your confidence, and design an amazing life and business you love. If you are ready to invite self-compassion, into your life and give yourself permission to shine, then this podcast is for you. Hey there, and welcome to the Empowered Creative Podcast, episode number nine. Today, I'm going to talk about little known ways we tend to self-sabotage. I like to call it discovering your self-sabotaging blind spots. Oof, sounds like a real treat, right? <laughs> But don't be scared. Be excited because this episode is going to empower you to break free of some old patterns that might hold you back from living life the way you want. I'm sure you have heard the term self-sabotage before and that you already know of ways that you typically tend to sabotage yourself. Procrastination is a classic and well-known way we self-sabotage. For example, when I have to do my taxes... I go straight into procrastination mode. I just want to do everything I can to avoid boring paperwork. So instead, I might Google funny dog videos on YouTube, rewatch an episode of The Real Housewives, or I will go through my kitchen for the third time to see if I can find any chocolate, even though I know there is nothing there. And the more I procrastinate, the worse I start to feel is the guilt of not doing what I know I should be doing. Suddenly, I'm an adult with a childlike behavior. And when we feel guilty or ashamed, we tend to procrastinate even more. And though I know I'm sabotaging myself, I keep doing it. <laughs> I'm sure you recognize this unhealthy spiral in some areas of your life. Am I right? So why do we sabotage ourselves? We sabotage with a positive intent to create pleasure or to relieve pain. And in my example, avoiding paperwork is me avoiding the pain of feeling bored, stupid or incompetent just like I did when I had a math class back in high school. And the crazy thing is, I don't even have to do my taxes. I have an accountant and she does the paperwork for me. I love her. <laughs> All I have to do is to put my files in a folder and email it to her. I mean, it takes very little time to prepare it, but I take hours avoiding it. And my finances are good. I mean, my business is doing better than ever. So it's not rational behavior at all. But that's called being human. We are not always doing what is most logical, right? When it comes to paperwork and numbers, I have an emotional reaction that belongs to a past long gone. I know that with my rational mind, but my emotional system is still reacting like I'm in high school. How about you? Do you sometimes feel that you screw things up? That you sabotage yourself by not showing up or following through? Do you sometimes quit when the going gets tough? Do you let other people take over your agenda and time? 
Do you avoid taking your money situation seriously? Do you undercharge for your work? Or do you avoid working out in favor of Netflix? I know I'm certainly guilty of that last one. We've all been there, the late night snacking just as your diet was starting to pay off. Or how about when you suddenly buy something completely unnecessary when you just decided your goal was to save money? Another well-known way of doing self-sabotage is when we hold ourselves back from doing something we want because our courage is failing us or because fear overwhelms us. A classic example is when a loved one invites you to a big celebration party and you really want to do a speech to show your love and appreciation, but you are afraid to stand in front of a crowd, so you decide not to do it. You want to avoid making a fool of yourself. You don't want to stand there and have everyone see how nervous you are, right? So you do nothing even though in your heart you wish you had the courage. We sabotage ourselves and activate fear with thoughts like, I have no idea what I'm doing, and if I do that speech, they are all going to know it. Or, what I have to say isn't that special. People will be bored and think I'm stupid. Or, I'm probably going to break out in tears or forget the words. It will be embarrassing, so I better not do it. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> it should if you are human. Self-sabotaging thoughts are normal. They are a result of having a mind and a nervous system. It means you are alive. And it doesn't matter how much experience you have or how talented you are. If you are putting yourself out there in any way, shape or form, there's a high likelihood that you'll feel the fear of failure. Lying is another obvious way we humans sabotage ourselves. We might be tempted to say the lie to avoid something in the heat of the moment, but we know in the long run it will come back and bite us. Growing up, I often lied about doing homework When my mom asked Christina, did you do your homework today? <laughs> I would quickly say, yes, <laughs> just to avoid a conflict. But I sure did harvest the consequences later when she found out the truth. In a way, you can say that lying is a form of double self-sabotage because not only do you weaken other people's trust in you, you also sabotage your own progress and development. So self-sabotage really does come in many shapes and forms. Some are obvious to us and then there are the blind spots, the little known ways we sabotage ourselves. And that is what I want to look into today. But first, if you are new to me, my name is Christina. I'm a lifestyle photographer, stylist, educator and mindset coach. I have more than 20 years of experience with psychology and entrepreneurship. And my biggest passion is to help creatives break through limiting beliefs and self-doubt so they can focus on what matters most and design a successful business and a wonderful life. 
And here on the Empowered Creative Podcast, I love to celebrate my amazing community because without you, this show wouldn't exist. To give my thanks for your support, I'm giving away some exclusive gifts today and also in the following episodes. So remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes so you don't miss out on anything. Our reviewer of the week is Maria VB77 from Norway. She writes, I'm not sure when or how I came by Christina on Instagram, but it must have been my lucky day. Discovering her podcast was another high point. And the combination of creative thinking, entrepreneurship and personal coaching was spot on for me and my new photography business. I felt stuck in my work, beating myself up about not being a professional and not being good enough. But listening to Christina's tips and experiences ignited something in me. Now I feel I have a better starting point and I know which questions to ask myself to evolve and develop creatively and what not to say to myself in the process. I feel more optimistic after listening to the Empowered Creative Podcast and the dark clouds over my head seem to slowly slide away. Thank you, Christina. I hope to learn more from you in the future. Thank you so much, Maria from Norway. Thank you for leaving this beautiful review and for subscribing to the show. I really appreciate the part you wrote about how creatives tend to beat themselves up. And that is exactly why I wanted to do this episode about self-sabotage. Because when you become aware and mindful of your limiting behavior, you can change it and turn it into something positive. So many creatives tell themselves that they are not good enough or professional enough or talented enough or clever enough. I mean, the list just goes on and on, right? Often we cannot see our own potential because we are so busy putting ourselves in the shadow. So thank you so much for pointing that out and let's wave goodbye <laughs> to those dark clouds, okay? And Maria, you are the lucky winner of today's giveaway. You're going to get my favorite vessel. This is a beautiful bowl vase designed by Koei, a Swedish design company, and it's just amazing. Since you are into photography, I know you will love it because the vase has this soft matte surface, which makes it ideal to photograph. There's absolutely no shine to struggle with, And it comes in the most beautiful colors. So simply contact me on email or DM me on Instagram to claim your prize. And if you want to see the prizes I'm giving away during June, just go to my website and look under the podcast. All right, let's jump right into today's topic on discovering little-known ways we self-sabotage. We can have several self-sabotaging blind spots, but today I'm just gonna focus on the three that appears the most. And let me just start by saying that self-sabotaging yourself or having self-sabotaging blind spots doesn't mean that you are broken. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Okay, like I said earlier, we all have them. I have them too. It's part of being human. 
So this episode is not created to help you find new ways to criticize yourself. This episode is made to help you uncover these blind spots so that you can start dealing with them and clearing them out so you can live more fully and freely in your life. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. Self-sabotaging blind spot number one, believing that you have to be perfect. This belief has the power to paralyze you and bring you down like nothing else. For some reason, we humans tend to believe that we need to be perfect in order to be worthy of success, love and happiness. In my opinion, this belief is one of the biggest causes of depression, anxiety, stress, low self-worth and feelings of overwhelm. I know this not only from working with clients for more than 20 years, but also from personal experience. I think my need for perfection is in my DNA. It feels like I was born with it. It feels like such a core part of me. And of course, as you know, no one can be 100% perfect 100% of the time. So that has created many struggles within me throughout my life. When I made the jump into running my photography business, I felt unworthy of calling myself a photographer because I was self-taught. I was constantly saying to myself, who am I to call myself a photographer? Who am I to start a photography business when I'm not even a real photographer? So when people ask me what I did for a living, I would stutter and say something like, I'm just a girl who takes pictures. <laughs> and let me tell you why this is a blind spot, because I didn't have the formal education in photography. I felt I wasn't perfect enough to start running a business. I felt unworthy of my dream. Instead of honoring my skills, my talent and my heart's desire, I was busy holding myself down as not good enough. Just from the simple fact that I didn't have a degree in photography. I was holding myself back from enjoying my work and taking steps forward. But here's the real deal. Self-sabotaging beliefs are pretty much an illusion. They are not real. They are internal conflicts that you have created for yourself, often without you even being aware of it. In many cases, these I have to be perfect thoughts run on autopilot and that's why they can be so difficult to spot. And in my case, all my concerns about not being a real photographer turned out to be a waste of time. I mean, in my 10 years as a photographer, no one, and I mean no one, <laughs> has ever asked me about my formal education. No one has ever asked to see proof that I'm a real photographer. I have worked with many exclusive brands and high-end magazines, and none of them have ever asked if I was a real photographer. You know, if you're good at what you do, people don't care 
about how you got there. No one cares about your formal education. They only care about what you deliver. And if what you deliver makes them happy, excited and inspired, that's all that matters. So don't make the mistake of believing that you need to be 100% perfect in order to be successful. That's not true at all. I am still far from perfect today in my work as a photographer. I make plenty of mistakes, but I do my best to correct them when I stumble upon them. And that's really all I can do. So the true goal is to accept yourself as you are. And then with kindness and self-compassion, say to yourself, I might not be 100% perfect, but I'm okay anyway. And I allow myself to be what I want and do what I want. In fact, some of the most successful people I know are also those who are not afraid of showing their imperfections. They are fun and charming to be around and they take chances. They stumble and fall and then they get up again and they laugh it off. They are not afraid of looking stupid while they get better. They are not afraid to do something, even though they might suck at it. <laughs> you know, when you dare to step out into the arena just as you are, that's when real success appears. And that's when you grow into your full potential. So can we just agree to stop putting pressure on ourselves to be 100% perfect? Is that a yes I'm hearing? <laughs> Fantastic. Let's move on to self-sabotaging blind spot number two. Labeling yourself in a negative way. Labeling is how your identity and behavior is influenced by the terms you use to describe yourself. Labels are what you call yourself in your head and what you say out loud to others. They are tags you attach to yourself to describe the person you think you are. We put ourselves in boxes trying to define who we are, whether positive or negative, what we whisper to ourselves every day has a great influence on our self-concept and it dictates the direction of our thoughts and actions. For example, if you think you are a resourceful person, that you are inspiring, talented and capable of success, you will automatically encourage yourself to achieve more since these positive labels make you believe in yourself and trust that you can do anything you put your mind to. Self-encouragement helps you overcome life challenges and minimize the stress you feel when you are faced with problems and obstacles. If you believe in yourself, you unconsciously take more risks which lead to more self-empowerment and more confidence. But if you are constantly highlighting your own weaknesses and mistakes and call yourself names, the opposite happens. You will discourage yourself. You will step away from following your dreams and you will limit yourself in many areas of your life. 
So let's go back to the story about me not liking to do my taxes and hating math. At some point in my life, when I was a little girl, I decided that I was not good with numbers. I had some bad experiences doing math homework, and I unconsciously decided that I'm a person who is not good with numbers. I'm a person who sucks at math. I put a label on myself, and in that labeling, I created my own truth. When you tell your brain that you are bad at something, good luck with teaching it new skills. It's impossible. But how could I know for sure that I wasn't good with numbers? What if I had based this assumption on just a few bad experiences? What if I had had a better math teacher, one that knew how to teach and encourage a visual learner? What if my mom had been more patient with me when we did homework? What if my parents hadn't agreed with me that I wasn't good at math? What if they had said to me, "Nonsense, Christina. Of course you can learn math. You are a very intelligent girl. We just need to find you a teacher that can help you in the best way possible." Then my story might have been very different. I firmly believe today that you can learn anything. And you can become good at anything, as long as you don't label yourself in an unhealthy way. As long as you have the right help, as long as you don't give up, and you put in the effort to practice. One of the most destructive labels I often hear creatives put on themselves is this: "I am not a confident person," or "I wish I was more confident, but I'm not." So if you are constantly repeating this to yourself and to others, how do you think that will affect your nervous system, your brain, your actions and behavior? Let me tell you. You will constantly look for proof that you are right. In a way you can say you become what you think you are. And how can you know for sure that you are not a confident person? What if this label has become your truth from repeating it for years maybe you just decided this unconsciously at some point in your past based on a couple of failures and now you live today like this is your truth would you be willing to take a minute to question it would you would you be willing to open your mind and take a minute to question it And what would happen if you decide to start telling yourself something else? What if you replace this negative label with a positive one? Because the real truth is that you are a human being with potential. You can always change what you don't like about yourself, no matter your age. But you got to give yourself a break. You got to cut yourself some slack, and. Give yourself encouragement so you can find the strength to change how you label yourself. For many, many years, I labeled myself as a person who was not good on camera. I tried many times to stand in front of the camera with the intent to make a video. Every time, I became super awkward. <laughs> 
I'm not kidding you. I was anything but myself. I was nervous, hesitant, shy, fearful, clumsy. Honestly, it was not pretty. <laughs> I even hired a performance coach to help me break through my on-camera anxiety. But that didn't help at all. Every time I tried, I failed. And I became so angry with myself. I I was disappointed and frustrated. In the end, I just gave up. And what did I do? I labeled myself as a person who is not good on camera. And then I stopped trying. And this label stuck with me for a long time. Until one day when my oldest daughter started working on her own TV production. She called me up and said, Mom, I know you say you're not good on camera. And I know you're probably going to say no. But I really want you to do just a little appearance on my show. All you have to do is to be my mom. You don't have to perform. (laughs) You don't even have to sound clever. Will you please say yes? Every cell in my body saying no, I heard my mouth say yes. Nothing is more important for me than to support my kids. Also, it is super important to me to show my kids not to be stopped by fear. So sometimes that means that I have to step out of my comfort zone and show them how. Because how can I tell them to feel the fear and do it anyway, if I don't walk the talk myself, you know what I mean? So despite being freaked out, I agreed to do it. I said to myself, I'm going to suck at this. (laughs) I'm going to suck at this. I know it from experience. I know I'm a person who is not good on camera and I know I'm going to make a fool of myself, but I'm going to do it anyway because I do it for love, because My daughter means everything to me. So a few days later, I had a film crew in my home. A girl I didn't know was attaching a microphone under my dress. Furnitures were moved around to create space for filming. And the biggest video camera I had ever seen was frightening close to my face. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not good on camera. But if there's one thing I know... It's how to be a mom. So I'm just going to focus on that. I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to pretend the cameras are not there. I'm going to focus on my daughter, not my fear. And that way I somehow managed to reduce my anxiety. So after when we were done filming, the production manager said to me, Christina, you have such a natural presence in front of the camera. Normally, we have to spend a lot of time calming people down because they are so nervous. But you were so calm. You just nailed it. It's like you have done this your whole life. And so (laughs) that evening when I went to bed, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, (laughs) apparently I'm a person that's really good on camera. And just like that, the negative label I have put on myself for years was flipped and turned into a new positive belief. So what's my message with this story? It is that sometimes you need a little push from others to change how you label yourself. 
You need someone to see you from the outside. And sometimes you need to give yourself more time to practice and test things. Often we tend to give up just before we get success. We underestimate how much time and effort we need to put into learning a new skill. So we practice a few times. We might even practice many times. And then suddenly we decide, no, I'm not going to be good at this. And then we stop trying. You stop giving yourself a chance. In my case, I was lucky that I got a push from my daughter. And because of that, I decided to give it a go. Without that push, I think I would never have given myself a new chance to experiment with videos again. So just take a minute now to think of ways you typically label yourself. Feel free to hit pause and grab pen and paper. And if you are in your car or at the gym listening to this, just do it in your head, okay? What are some of the negative things you say to describe yourself? Just think about it. It might be something you say in your mind. It might be something you say out loud to others. I want you to think of labels that you use to limit yourself from doing what you want and being who you want. Let me give you a few examples of what I often hear creatives say. My big dream is to be a fully booked photographer, but I'm a shy, introvert person. I'm not good at communicating with people. So... I think I have to let go of this dream. I want to make more money in my creative business, but I suck at selling. So I will never be able to take my income to the next level. And I really want to scale my business and make online courses, but I'm not a technical person. I will never figure out how to produce videos, create content and set up the website. Or how about this one? I'm not good with money, so I will never be able to build a six- or seven-figure business. I might as well just give up now. Maybe you recognize yourself in some of these examples. If that's the case, let me congratulate you. (laughs) Because becoming aware of how and when you are undermining yourself is the first step in the right direction. Now the next step is to open your mind and be willing to question your labels and find new positive labels that support you and build you up. And remember, you are the boss. You decide at any time how you talk to yourself and how you talk about yourself. Questioning your own negative labeling puts things in perspective and it helps you become aware of what's going on in your mind. So make a pact with yourself to check the negative labels that you have attached to yourself in the past. Get a sponge and scrub it off for good. Then practice to speak and think of yourself in a kind and loving way. If you can empathize with other people, you can empathize with yourself too, okay? All right, here's self-sabotaging blind spot number three. Adjusting who you are to avoid judgment and critique from others. This is a big one. We know we shouldn't be doing this, but we constantly do it anyway. 
and sometimes we are not even aware that we do it. People-pleasing is a habit buried so deep in us that it often runs on autopilot. Sometimes people around us can be so fast to criticize or judge us, and when it happens, it hurts. So no wonder why we try to avoid it. Just think about it. When was the last time someone judged your way of living, shamed you for your choices, and told you that you are doing something wrong, or that your opinion is not right? It happens all the time, within our family, in our work life, and on social media. And if others are not doing it to us, we are happily doing it to ourselves. I mean, how often have you been assuming what somebody else is thinking? And usually that thing you're thinking, that they are thinking, <laughs> is not good thoughts about you. You just assume that other people are judging you, criticizing you, or sizing you up. Like they are watching your every move and waiting for you to mess up, screw up, or fail. But when you are adjusting your behavior to avoid judgment and critique from others, you are not living life on your terms. It's like putting a cage around yourself and your creative ideas. You become afraid of drawing lines outside of the box and it makes you feel very subconscious. Trying to please others are exhausting, especially when it leads you to living a life based on what you think you should do rather than what you want to do. And you know, the fact is that no matter how hard you try, you cannot control what others think about you. You can keep adjusting who you are, but there's no way you will ever be able to please everyone. And you are the only one who can set yourself free from living accordingly to what others expect from you or what you think others expect from you. You should absolutely live your life the way you want because no matter what you do, people will never run out of things to say against you. Accepting this truth is the most powerful gift you can give to yourself. It doesn't mean that you're going to start disrespecting other people or walk all over them. You can still be kind, empathic and loving in the way you behave and communicate. But let me tell you, you are going to say no more often and you're going to accept the fact that not everyone will approve of your lifestyle. And you know what? That's okay. You're going to survive and you're going to be a much happier person living on your terms. And remember, you don't owe anyone an explanation for your life priorities. You don't need to ask anyone, not anyone, for permission. Your priorities are yours and you don't have to impress people with them. That being said, I know that giving up people-pleasing is a challenge. It can be overwhelming to get started with the process. So instead of seeing this as a huge mountain you have to climb, think of it as planting one small seed at a time. One small seed at a time. That's all. So what's one tiny thing that you could do today to move yourself away from people-pleasing and closer to living life on your terms? Could you express your true opinion about something? 
Could you be honest about something that you don't want to do? Could you decide to take action on something that you really want to do, but you've stopped yourself in the past because you were afraid of people judging you? Could you wear something you don't normally wear, but really want to wear? Could you change something in your business or in your artistic style so it feels more like you? As you start to take small steps and plant new seeds, you will nourish yourself with compassion, self-respect and confidence. Your seeds will begin to grow and you will feel empowered. And yes, you may even feel a little guilty for doing it at first, but that will go away with time and it will get easier. I promise. So that's it. That was some of the ways we tend to sabotage ourselves. Please head over to iTunes to leave a comment and let me know your biggest aha moment from today's episode. Or let me know in general what you like about the Empowered Creative Podcast. Also, make sure to screenshot this episode to share it on your stories on Instagram for a chance to win my favorite enlightenment planner. This week's winner from Instagram is Emma Wahlström. Congratulations, Emma. Please contact me so I can send you a planner. And of course, I would love more creatives to hear about the Empowered Creative Podcast. So if you have people in your life that can benefit from this episode or any other episode, then please share this podcast with them. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Spotify, and you will always know when a new episode is ready for you. Before I go, I also want to share some exciting news with you because I have some amazing giveaways coming up here on the podcast throughout all of June. Besides giving away some of my favorite things like the Enlightenment Planner and the beautiful Koei Designer Vase, you can also win a free seat for my online photography course and you can win Ta-da! The exclusive premium price, a full day coaching session with me in my home in Denmark. During this one-on-one -on -one day, we will plan a roadmap for your business success and tune in on your superpowers. It's going to be intense. It's for serious creatives who are ready for better, ready for change, ready to make profit and ready to feel empowered in life. You can participate in this giveaway no matter where in the world you live and no matter where you currently are in your career. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you've been running your business for years. The winner will be responsible for travel expenses and I will donate an amazing full day coaching session and of course a delicious lunch. And if you wonder when this coaching session will take place, Don't worry about it. We will decide on a date together so it fits both our schedules. It is something that I have never, ever given away before for free. So I'm very, very excited about this. And I cannot wait to help you boost your business in every possible way. So if you would like a chance to win, all you have to do is to subscribe to the show and leave a review on iTunes. And just so you know... Sometimes it takes iTunes a few days to approve the review. So if you don't see it show up, 
don't panic. Just wait patiently. I will announce the winner in the end of June, just before this show and yours truly takes a little summer break. And if you have anything you would like to ask me, or if you have an idea for a topic you want me to talk about here on the show, simply email me or connect with me on Instagram. I always love to hear from you. And I read and answer every email myself. I don't have a personal assistant to answer for me because I love to communicate directly with you myself. So don't be shy if you've got something on your heart. And for more inspiration and free resources on self-empowerment, creativity, business tips, and of course, photography, please go to my website, christinagreve.com and subscribe. I'm gonna put the link in the show notes. That's all for now. Thank you so much for being you and thank you for supporting the show. Until next time, take good care. And remember, don't do anything that doesn't feel right, but do what you feel is right, even if it scares you. Music